Connecticut Press Club Award Banquet, July, 27, 2021. In all my days, I've arrived late, on time, but never early for a function. When my daughter, her godmother, who is my best friend, and I arrived for the Connecticut Press Club, CPC, awards banquet, we had 20 minutes to burn before the banquet started. Last week, I wrote about my surprise when I realized I won the 2020 CPC second place for my blog post. After some arm twisting from my daughter, I agreed to attend the awards banquet. What sealed the deal, as I also previously mentioned, was when I auspiciously discovered an inexpensive but beautiful turquoise necklace at a local store that seemed custom-made for my black pantsuit that I planned to wear for the event. Turquoise necklace. Turquoise, focus on turquoise. I know this is a non-traditional mantra, but repeating these four words helped me release most of my anxiety and PTSD symptoms on the day of the event. In my mind, all the negative, black thoughts were switched out. In their place rolled out a mellow turquoise the color of a New Mexico sky, moments after sunrise, very much akin to many of the photos that my friend's sister and shoots. What I am now aware of, that I was unaware of before, is that individuals suffering from mental health challenges cannot employ a mantra to slay their demon minds. Their demon minds slay them. For my son, this meant, outside of his work week, total isolation. I remember shortly before our family tragedy, I tried to help a close friend who was undergoing a tremendous amount of anxiety. I advised her to incorporate self-talk into her daily routine. Frustrated, she replied, yelling, self-talk doesn't work for me. It was the first time that I started to comprehend the extent of individual variations of mental illness. Still, slaying my private demons decades ago, I fell into the group of positive psychology proponents. I believe that if you incorporate strategies like self-talk, mantras, positive affirmations and the like, it can help turn on a fluorescent light inside a darkened mindset. Attitude adjustment was the core belief. Now I know, you have to deal with mental illness before dealing with the attitude. In other words, if your mind is programmed differently as my son's was, void of windows that allow the healing light to flow, there is no magic mantra to pull from a magician's hat. So, lucky me, last Tuesday evening, I possessed the mental clearance to leave the safe confines of my home. Upon arrival, wearing my turquoise necklace and saying my turquoise mantra, I can't get enough of the turquoise sky crowning the Greenwich Water Club in Kaskab, Connecticut, a neighborhood in the town of Greenwich. The establishment is a private dinner-slash-recreational club with an emphasis on water-related sports and boating activities for members, I gather, who never have and never will have to poke their rubber-gloved hand into the cool water of a ceramic goddess and wash Her Majesty, a toilet. Greenwich Water Club Cuscob, Connecticut. As we make our way through the nearly full parking lot, the dust and sand from the spew of pebbles seems to undermine the club's reputation. The clubhouse building ahead is impressive, but not imposing, perched on the Mianus River. The grounds are overrun by children and adolescents rather than adults. Members eat, swim at the built-in pool and, most obvious, relax, weighing with the waning summer's day that has turned into early evening. It is a Tuesday, my least favorite day of the week, but the sound of the children's light laughter feels like a massage targeting just the right pressure points on my brain. Inside a reserved space upstairs from the main restaurant, we are greeted with friendly CPC members who dispense name tags, and apparently have no qualms about our early arrival. I scan the other name tags on the table, spotting one familiar one, Amy Ostriker. It is a young woman and, although I haven't been on Facebook for a number of months, a Facebook friend and fellow writer, 
not to mention artist and actress. If given an opportunity, I make a mental note to approach her after she arrives. Our trio nests in three leather, oversized chairs. I am stationed like a cut-down tree stump. I am there, but not really. My daughter prods me, go network. Fortunately, it is the crowd I've grown up with, writers, journalists, PR professionals and all creative types that evenly pump my blood flow. I can do this. I rise and converse with a man who turns out to be the contest director. He informs me that the blogging category was fiercely competitive. Booyah! Ego found after being lost through 20 months of grief, isolation and sheer trepidation. Later, in my seat, CPC officials, along with the evening's MC, award-winning journalist and TV personality, Mercedes Velgut, graciously greet us. Before the presentation, though, I catch the eye of a woman directly across the way, who is with a dapper-looking gentleman. I smile and quietly admire the bright colors she wears. Do you know her? No, I reply to my daughter. The presentation begins as Mercedes takes her place behind the podium, spelt and towering in a little black dress that elevates the word perfect to a higher level. I've attended a vast array of awards presentations through the years and, overall, they are boring, not due to monotone speeches, but because the ego inflation makes my gut heavy, like it's a soda can depository. In total contrast, Mercedes' opening remarks are succinct but packed with a kind of compassion, empathy, and honesty that makes you feel like you are listening to a dear friend's counsel in your living room. The theme, of all things, is how every cloud has a silver lining, and how we need to learn to discover it. She goes on to elucidate the many COVID-19 challenges of the prior year and how our world suffered in the eye of death, illness and separation. She also explains how her nine-year, award-winning travel show was cancelled. Amazingly, too, she speaks about her voluntarism in different capacities during the height of COVID-19 as a frontline worker, including training as vaccination assistant. This year has really taught us to be resilient. It's taught us how to pivot. It's taught us how to be grateful for each and every day. In addition, she credits prayer and spiritual strength to persevere through all of life's challenges. And adds, here's to all of you, your talents in finding beauty in the human spirit through your pens. Keep writing and keep looking for your silver linings. I am blown over by her loving kindness and if the mind demons kidnap me, instead of sitting in this lovely room with an extraordinary group of people, I would be alone in my bedroom faced with a 3D movie screen in the maniac projection room of my mind in morbid reflection of things best forgotten. As if listening to the awesome speaker and watching other award recipients claim prizes wasn't enough, when the award is announced for Amy Ostriker, Mercedes informs the crowd that the recipient's parents are present to accept the posthumous award for their daughter. Posthumous award? How can Amy be dead? She was so young, talented, intent on living. Question your thinking. I remember one of Mercedes' suggestions during her opening remarks. Question your thinking. Self-centered was I to think I would be the one and only griever among the group. The one and only pain-ridden person. Immediately, after the ceremony, I offer my condolences to Amy's parents whose daughter died at the age of 34 from medical complications only four months prior. The grieving dad, it is obvious, is the mom's anchor. Mom is a ball of fire. In spite of living through out-of-order death, the mom is an optimist. Her mission is to spend her life honoring Amy's memory. The mom's positivity is contagious and my faith-o-meter brims over. My brilliant daughter advises me that I should mirror the grieving mom's optimism. She winks her eye when she asks, 
confidently, what are the odds of you meeting her and her husband on the same night you win an award? I nod my head. Is it coincidence or fate? Looking back, the entire evening is lifted high in my memory by a faith muscle, fueled by the encouragement and support of my blogging community, thank you all, and my close friends and, of course, propelled by my Spitfire daughter. Me. Connecticut Press Club Award Banquet, July, 27, 2021. To sum it up, I recall a well-known mantra that is intended to help anxiety, so hum, meaning I am that or I am the universe. The idea reinforces the knowledge that I am one tiny brush stroke in a massive piece of artwork, a mixed media, collage of life. The awards banquet last Tuesday is significant in my life because it reminds me of my insignificance. It reminds me how I can comfortably take a seat in the arena of life because whether we are in Kuskab, Connecticut, or Canton, Ohio, or south of the Congo River, there is a designated space for every one of us if we are wired properly to see it. I'm reminded, too, that no matter how stationary I am at any given moment, time is fleeting. Nothing remains the same. Everything is temporary. One day we are there, sitting. The next day poof. We disappear. Paradoxically, as if on a magnificent piece of artwork, all parts, seen and unseen, make a whole, a never-ending composition of triumph. It is all there is and ever will be. Right now as my own life fleets by, I can't stop time, but I don't have to wait until it is too late to say and claim it, I am that. Faith Muscle